Hi, my name is Jesse Cadden, and I've devoted my life to figuring out what goes into making great albums. I've produced over a thousand records, written two books, and recorded hundreds of podcasts pursuing the hidden secrets of how great music gets to the world's ears. Now I'm proud to present Inside the Album, where we get to go deeper on how your favorite artists have made the amazing albums in their catalog. We'll hear firsthand from the musicians and the team behind them that helped craft these records while getting to know the little secrets that go into making great music. On this episode, we're going to talk about Clara May's new EP, Sorry for Writing All the Songs About You. Clara Hagman, a.k.a. Clara May, is carrying on the Swedish pop tradition that started in Stockholm that has given it the name Pop City. Starting her career with a brief dabble in fame as part of the reformation of legendary Swedish pop group Ace of Bass, she soon set out to find her own sound. Finding this sound, as you will hear in this podcast, came from numerous collaborations with other EDM acts, until finally she found her way to her debut EP, Sorry for Writing All the Songs About You. I'm going to let Clara get us started by telling her story. Yeah, I grew up uh, in a music family. My father is a songwriter and producer as well. He had his time in the 80s. He was in a band called Modesty. I think they were kind of big in the UK. I don't know how, if they reached US. I don't think so. So they had the big hairs, you know, the typical 80s style. <laughs> so everything he makes in the studio, he tried to produce for me as well. All sounded very 80s. <laughs> so I was like, Dad, let's not work together. <laughs> so we had a studio at home. So I, at a very young age, started to write music, record myself and record the covers. So yeah, I started very young. Uh, I moved to Stockholm when I was 18 and signed my first publishing deal. Uh, and started writing songs seven days a week. They weren't very good. <laughs> I can go back now and listen to it and be like, oh my God, well, at least I got better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wrote a song called Taped Up Heart. I was sitting on the subway in Stockholm and I saw this ad for, it was a sign of heart disease. It was a heart with a bandage on it. Uh, so I just wrote it down in my phone, Taped Up Heart. And I think the week after I co-wrote it with two songwriters from Sweden. And the week after that, I think Gina at Big Beat, Gina Tucci, got hold of it. And she took it for her, her act cream and I feature on it as well so yeah we kept on sending songs to Gina and she was like there's a lot of good songs here and who's the one singing who's Clara and yeah I got to come here to the record label I think it was one and a half year ago and I got to meet the whole team and it's so it's such a cool team so many women it's very it's all it's like a big family instantly fell in love with the whole this whole record label so I was like there's nowhere else I want to be Here's Gina Tucci, who she just referenced, who's the general manager of Big Beat Records, talking about how she came to work with her at Atlantic. Running Big Beat Records, a lot of our roster are producer-based artists. You know, we are constantly collecting outside songs. So with my day-to-day, I'm constantly listening to outside songs being sent to me by publishers and independent songwriters. And one morning, about two years ago, a demo was sent to me that was called Taped Up Heart by an independent publisher in Sweden. So I listened to it and thought the record was just amazing. Just about a love story of a girl who's trying to get over heartbreak and just spending her day doing the normal things she does with with a taped up heart. So thought the lyric was amazing. Couldn't get over how great the tone of the voice of the vocalist was. Call up the publisher who wrote this, who's singing this. And he said, this writer, singer-songwriter from Stockholm, Clara May. And I said, does she have any more records? And he sent me a boatload of records. I ended up giving that demo to an artist on Big Beat named Cream, and they worked on it. And when we released that song, it wound up in today's top hits on Spotify and has done over 100 million streams. 
listening through Clara's demos, I said, I, I have to meet this girl. So we scheduled a meeting. She came over to New York. We spent time together. She played me more records. And I just said, I have to sign this girl. Her voice is so special and unique. The tone, the way it hits on the tracks, is just so amazing. And her songwriting is just gorgeous and flawless. For me personally, it was super exciting to work with her because, like I said, I work predominantly with producers. Clara is a songwriter. So she was really doing the shaping and the curating of the songs. Where I came in was just sort of editing down some of the concepts or just trying to flag different things in the arrangements of the records to make sure, you know, that the energy level was there. But as a songwriter, she's really coming up with all the ideas and the lyrics and the flow. She's done a fantastic job. And I just in this process, I felt excited to just guide her. So we signed a deal and now we're releasing her first EP. There's a strong tradition of pop singers working with someone else really closely. Sometimes that person is even their co-writer and manager. And in this case, Cassandra Stroberg is Clara's. So I wanted to talk to her about her move from collaborator to manager. I was at Dennis Pop Awards. Yeah, he's a Swedish songwriting legend. And unfortunately, died of cancer a few years back. In Sweden, we have an award for him every year. It's a really fun award. People win prizes for upcoming songwriters, upcoming artists and stuff like that. So I met a girl called Cassandra Sturberg. We were like playing each other's music in headphones and we were like, we should work together. And we did. On the first day, we wrote two songs. So we just went super easy together. And on the second session we had, we wrote my first single, I'm Not Her. So we were like, okay, this is a good fit. So we kind of stayed together. Today, she's also my manager. She just like grew into that part. <laughs> taking care of my life because I'm all confusing and like I'm losing stuff all the time so she's there helping me out. I think for me signing with a new label and there was a lot of new people around me a lot of decisions to be made and it's kind of tough so I needed someone that could stand up for me that could do the things that I don't want to do really because I want to focus on the creative and she's really good at that. I just saw it on her she's like such a bossy lady which I love I instantly saw like I want to bring you if we travel it's the best to travel with your best friend we could write music on the way and you're also my manager and here's Cassandra talking about her roles in the project I think I've heard Clara's voice before and I knew who she were and then at Dennis Pop I just saw her cross my way and I was like grabbing her and like hey I love your voice like we should totally exchange headphones and listen to our music. So we like played a snippet of my song and a snippet of hers and schedule a session. And both the first sessions, we wrote like three songs and everyone got placed very fast. So I was like, hmm, kind of new. I just signed to a publisher at that time. And I felt like I didn't click with anyone before. Like many of my friends in the songwriter world had like a producer to go to or another top liner to work with. And I was like, no, I'm so like focused on lyrics. So I'm very like picky with who I feel a flow with and can be like 100% honest with without like someone getting offended or like getting a bad vibe in the session and Claire was like the first person that I felt that with and I think she felt the same because both were like oh, love this song love this song and this like should we make this we're not like officially a team but we prefer to write and work together and none of us had been to LA so we were like hmm, maybe we should go to LA for a month and just like try out 
writing. And like when we look back at it now, both were like, why did we do that? I'm not the kind of person who just like takes off in a plane with a stranger. I didn't know you. She was like, I'm the same. Like, it's so weird. And my whole family was like, hmm, who are you traveling with? <laughs> it turned out great. It's very fun like to experience everything with your friend as well, like in going through everything and you still like have someone to rest upon if something feels wrong or... I then talked to Claire about the evolution of her sound, since some of the CP sounds quite different than her past collaborations. Well, before I was much more organic, leaning towards country, country and like more guitars, more organic sounds. Then I realized what I'm listening to in my headphones myself. It's electronic music. And I love Robin and I love a lot of, I love Toby Sturk. I think we have a lot of great female comics from Scandinavia, Astrid S, Sigrid, and also a lot of people from US, of course, that we all know. (laughs) I realized that, oh my God, I want to do this so bad because I realized I was listening to them in my headphones and kind of just singing along when I walked home from the studio. I wanted to do something upbeat that makes people happy and pop, electronic pop just grew on me. I grew up during the 90s, so I would lie if I said I didn't listen to Spice Girls, Britney Spears and Westlife. But I also love Robin. Uh, She's a Swedish artist. I think she was so before her time with the sound. I mean, you could take a song from like one of the first songs she released, Show Me Love. It could be a song today coming out now and it would still sound fresh. So I think she was like a true inspiration. I know I lip synced in front of the mirror to her a lot. (laughs) I know she's releasing a new song this Friday and I'm so pumped. You don't often hear about concept albums in pop music, and probably for good reason, but this one has a great concept that really, really fits the mold of pop today. So I have a really strong concept about the EP, Sorry for Writing All the Songs About You. It's about one relationship, and I want all the songs to be connected to each other. So it starts off with Us, it's the title. That's about when you're happy, you're in love, and everything is amazing. After that comes Rooftop, where he kind of breaks your heart, and... It ends and you're devastated, but you're also like, what the fuck? Then comes I'm Not Her, which is about he's meeting someone new and you start to compare yourself to her and which I think a lot of people can relate to. They look at the other, the new girl and it's like, all right, she's, is she looking like me? Is is she prettier? Is she more talented or whatever? We kind of tried to make it more empowering. So we changed it to I'm Not Her and that that's a good thing. It's more like I'm Not Her and that's good because it would be terrible if she looked like you or if she was exactly like you, like a copy. So, and after that, it's I forgot. And it's four years later when you're meeting at a party and you're like, oh my God, I gotta get out of here. And, but it's too late. He's already seen you and all the feelings come back and you're like, why, why did we end it? We're perfect for each other. Till you see why you're not. And you're like, there's a few small signs that come back and you're like, okay, we ended it of a reason. And after that come better me with you and you're in a new relationship. It's great. It's safe. It's almost boring. <laughs> So you start to reminisce on the other one and you're kind of beautifying the drama because you're like, you're missing the drama. I think a lot of girls at least can relate to that because they're drama queens. I'm a drama queen. You're a drama queen as well. You know you're in this great relationship. Why the fuck are you thinking at the old one? You didn't like it, but... You know, it's like I can't remember when I was little. I can't remember that it's rained ever. It was only sunny every day. And it's almost the same here. You're just remembering the good things and not the bad. Uh, so that's that song. And then it's the end track. Sorry for writing all the songs about you, but I had to. And then you're kind of done. You got it out of your system. And this is Cassandra talking about the concept. Like she said, we sat like down at the cafe and 
we had some songs. We had I'm Not Her and we had I Forgot. And both of us were like, oh, keep on like talking about two guys that we need to get over. We were just like, hmm, what could we do like with an EP? Because as a songwriter, I think it's super fun. And as a lover of music to hear an artist that has like a concept behind an EP. Because I love albums and to really like dive into an artist and like, hmm, this is so clever, this is so smart. And nowadays at Spotify, everything is so like single oriented. So I think I'm missing that part of like the artist side. So when Claire was like, maybe we can do this EP together, I was like, okay, I'm down for this. And like invested all of our time for so long. And when that idea came, like, maybe we should write, like, surf writing all the songs about you. Because, like, if the guys knew that we were, like, writing about their lives, would they be pissed? Or, like, they didn't sign up on this at first. But, like, I guess that's the bad side of being with a songwriter, artist, creative person. You will get your life on paper and radio and have to, like, listen to it. And be like, okay, I can recognize. And then we're just like, okay, now we have like this end song. They're like meeting someone new. I forgot. And actually, like Claire said, better me, better you. And I think it's then like another new twist of a love story that is like 100% honest to someone that looks back and like beautifies something. And us, naturally, like we felt like we needed a happy like... And it's hard. Both me and Clara is like such uh, suckers for heartbreaking songs. And I love to get like goosebumps and chills and like, this line is so clever, touched my heart. And with us, it was like, let's try to write an up-tempo, like falling in love song without sounding cheesy. Because none of us is like poetic. I think what I like about lyrics is like, I want to relate immediately, but feels like it's written in a new way. Like, oh, I haven't heard this line before. For me, I think it was really fun to write because I know that we're good at like writing heartbreaking lyrics, but it was challenging to write about love in a positive way without sounding cheesy. And it's still like a massive track. So to have that balance. I then got a little bit more insight on how they hardened this concept from Clara. I think just talking and talking and talking really about the lyrics, about the concepts. I have other songs that I I like, oh, I want to release this too, but it doesn't fit the concept. So we ruined the whole idea. We even used the same actor in the videos to make it like really chapters of a relationship. So if I picked another song that I really liked that I want to release, it would ruin it all. So I'm, I'm keeping them for the next one. So I think just talking about it and have a really strong idea, that helped a lot. And I think it gave, it was easier to write the songs because you know what you're aiming for a little bit instead of coming in like a blank page because usually those days are the hardest days when you have nothing. <laughs> Gina then told me about some other really strange collaborators they had in the process. With this EP... And with Clara, there's a lot of young female artists breaking out of Stockholm or in Sweden or in Scandinavia and Europe. There's tons of female artists right now. Clara, she offers sort of more of a, a softness to her music. She's not trying to keep up with anybody. She's not trying to outshine. She She's really staying true to herself. And it's a beautiful, beautiful EP. And I think... With this whole project, what you're going to see and unfold is just this beautiful, peaceful soul. And I think that will come through in all the records over time. Clara recorded a lot of the EP in 
Los Angeles. And being that she's from Stockholm, it's fun when I get to LA and she's there to see the time difference affect her. It takes her like three or four days to get used to the time difference. The songs that she writes on some of the first sessions that she does when she gets to LA versus toward the end, it's funny because she's like almost delirious. And uh, the quality of the songs definitely change over the course of her trip. She always stays in this same rented apartment that's amazing. But one night we were going through all the songs for the EP and there was when we were outside on a terrace and there was a group of squirrels that literally were trying to attack our laptop as we were going through the music and then we went inside and there was just like mosquitoes trying to attack us then and then we had to switch rooms then and I just felt like the universe told us to wait and not settle on the songs for the EP yet and sure enough we went on and recorded more songs at later dates and those are the songs that ended up on the EP so I think the universe helped curate this EP as well. I next wanted to learn more about Clara's inspiration as well as the other people she collaborated with on the CP. Here's what she had to tell me. I usually start with having a concept. I get a lot of ideas. I watch a lot of movies. I'm a TV series and movie freak. I like I can sit up all night watching movies. It's it's a lot about love, like love movies. Like I loved Me Before You, if you have seen that. I recommend it. It's really good. It's a lot of romantic movies because I basically only write about love. And I read a lot of books and it's also good for inspiration. So sometimes I find lines that I just write down in my phone and, oh my God, I want to write about this. Taped Apart is a good example. I saw this picture in the subway and I just like, oh, I can build something around this. Taped Apart in an open bottle, like it's heartbreak. That wasn't maybe from my own experience. It was more like I can relate and I can build something, but I also really like this title. So I read a lot of books, usually in English, even though I'm Swedish I think it's good to read in English just because I can find one-liners sometimes it's like wow why didn't I come up with that (laughs) because I mean my own life is very interesting but it's not interesting enough to write seven songs a week about it because you need to do more you need to feel sometimes you just need to take inspiration from something else like a book or a movie and try to find a way to relate to it so that's basically what I start with having a concept usually co-write with maybe one on a top liner and a producer. And we meet up and we start talking about the concept and see if we're both relating on it. We usually talk about the subject and see if we both can relate. As soon as we do, it's so easy. It just writes itself, really. And I'm definitely a melody person. I love doing the melodies and record it in my phone. Then we're just starting to work on the lyrics. So usually it takes a day to write a song and then it takes a few weeks to polish it, really. <laughs> but we write the idea and the rough in a day, on a good day. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work. There was also a concept for how she wanted to go about working with collaborators to hone her sound. On this EP, I've worked with a kind of small team. I'm trying to keep it kind of at least within eight persons, like so it's not too many. So keeping the red thread in the whole EP so it's not too all over the place. I've tried a lot of genres. I wanted to do country. I wanted to do jazz. I wanted to do rock. And to find myself, and finally the pop had won me over, I think it was important to really find my sound and I think that's why I wanted to keep it in the family a little bit for the first EP to really nail that sound so it's not too all over the place someone's doing maybe more organic and someone's doing super electronic and people get confused so I think after you establish established yourself you can definitely change it up a little bit and people would still be like oh this is Clara May but I think in the beginning in the first songs that I release it's important that you can hear a special sound really so I think that's why I also if you want an example I think love 
Beatles' latest record. I know he was keeping it also kind of small, the people working on it, and you can really hear that. I think it's so well put together. Since Cassandra is such an important part of this collaborative team, I wanted to get her to talk a little bit about how that collaboration works. We work well together because I come from more like the lyric side and Clara is more melody person. And after like working together for two years, I think that we like have been challenged enough to like change position a bit. When I had meetings with publisher, I would always say before like, yeah, I'm a lyric person. I love to come up with concepts. And now when I go into meetings, I say like, yeah, I love melodies. Like, I don't know why I love pre's, but I tend to like focus on finding the right pre. And Clara, when she's in meetings, she's like, I'm a lyric person. So I think that like meeting Clara and her meeting me made our like world and how we see ourselves as songwriter changed and evolved in a good way. And now Clara is going to talk about the producers on the record who she co-wrote it with. So the title track, sort of writing all the songs about you, it's made by David Bjork. He's also in my band. So he's here in New York today as well. Uh, so he produced that one and Cassandra and me top-lined it. I'm Not Her and I Forgot is the same team. It's me and Cassandra and Nikki Adamson, who's signed to 10 Music Group. And for the other two tracks, Better Me, Better You and Us, it's Mugisho. He's a producer from Norway, also an artist, a great artist, and me and Cassandra. Basically, three producers and me and Cassandra toplining. Before we go any further, I'm going to introduce you to Mugishu, who we haven't heard from yet. And he has a really, really interesting story about how his music career came to be. I'm basically from Democratic Republic of Congo. Came to Norway when I was four. I've been living in Norway since. The reason why I'm in Norway is because my family was fleeing from a civil war in my country. We're a group of four boys, four girls, and mom and dad, so we're 10. I'm growing up with music around me, so my family and I traveled way back when I was just a little kid, like three, four years old. We just traveled as a family choir singing. That's when I kind of got into music and Bigger Brother told me how to play the guitar. And then YouTube came and I started watching YouTube tutorials of how to, how to play guitar. And then I studied music and then started music production. During my time at school, studying got signed by Warner Music. And that was like two and a half years ago now. I've been there since. Since I, I came to Warner, I've been, I've been working as an artist and producer for other people as well. And now Clara is going to tell us about how writing for his project birthed the song Better Me, Better You. I went to Norway to actually write for Magisho for his artist project because I write for other artists as well, not only me. And we wrote this duet and he was singing on it and, and I was like, my God, I want this one for my project. I don't want to give this one away because I really related to it. I was like, I need to sing this. What if he wants someone else on it? <laughs> or if he wants it and want to bring in another artist? And I was devastated. <laughs> but... I asked him politely, can I have it? And he was all fine with that. He was really happy to, that I wanted to sing on it. And so we started searching for a male voice that could suit it. I was searching on Spotify, looking at related artists, came across Jake Miller, who's now singing on it, and he's doing a great job. His voice was perfect for the record, so... And here's Mugishu talking about working with them. Uh, my first impression were like, these girls are really talented and they write songs incredibly fast. Because one thing about Clara and because when you're in a session, you often start me as a producer, show them some of my stuff and some tracks, some beats and ask them if they vibe with something. And if they do, they immediately know it. For them, it's not like a long process to know what kind of beat or track they want to write to. If it feels wrong, they just know it immediately. That for me 
it's like a great gift to have because I've been writing some songs with other songwriters and they're like, they don't quite know what they want. So we just try a bunch of stuff and it takes hours to actually get where we want to go. With Clara, it's like she knows exactly what she wants and she hears it if something is wrong, basically. I just figured out that Clara, she likes uh, like floaty ambient kind of stuff, plucky ambient synths. So for me, I've used on the songs I've I've done for Clara, I've used a lot of sounds from a synth called Spire. When I have a session with Clara, that's the synth, my go-to synth, because I know she almost every time likes what I do with that synth. So that's kind of my Clara synth. I also use guitar a lot as well with Clara. It could be the blend of having the organic stuff blended with the with synths and uh, like a sound that is uh, very produced because I feel like Clara has a good blend of the organic stuff and the overproduced stuff. So it makes that maybe it's the fundamental of her sound maybe. Say my head's not in it Can't take another minute That's so typical That's so typical, yeah Leaving the sheets so messed up Chaos of love just like us Next, I wanted to get Clara and her collaborators to start talking about some of the memories of making these songs and get down into the details. Here's Clara talking about her song, Better Me, Better You. For Better Me, Better You, the video, we used the same guy. Again, Kai Mahone, but also Jake Miller. And I think people got confused about it. <laughs> they were like, are she cheating on Jake? <laughs> and it's supposed to be flashbacks with Kai. I don't think everybody got it. And people are taking things very seriously, <laughs> even if it's a video. I might as well say, try to explain that. Because if we hadn't used Kai, we would have like gone away from the whole idea. So we had to find a way to get him into the video in a way. So I think the director of the video really found a good way to be like, yeah, you, you can see that she's reminiscing about the old self-destructive relationship. And yeah, so I think it's, it's everything has so far been as my vision. I visioned it to be. And here's Mugishu talking about making the song. Actually, when we wrote Better Me, Better You, it was like very random. I think we had been working for like six hours or something. And then we were about to call it a day. But just like in the last minute, I started playing like the main guitar riff that uh, you can hear on the song. And they immediately reacted to it and started writing it. It took about an hour or something to write that song, to be honest. It was just everything went super fast when they felt the guitar riff as much as as they did. That song kind of came up from a session that was about to uh, call it a day. (laughs) It was a process as well because we both loved the song so much, but he liked the song as well, but he didn't think it was maybe the right song for me. So when Clara took it, as I told, she just knows exactly what she wants and how the result ended up to be. It's it's just amazing. And out of that song, I went back to Stockholm to work for her and her project again. We wrote this song called Us and some other songs, but it was us that ended up being on the EP. And that was based, we just tried to like continue building on the sound we already had, even though the music and the genre feels, the songs are totally different, but at the same time, it feels like you're hearing at the same artist and the same kind of group that made this song. So uh, yeah, it was a good session to do that as well. And now he's going to talk a little bit more about that song, Us. 
On Us, we had a couple of rounds on that. I did a production on Us that uh, was like very produced first and they liked it, but then it was too much for uh, Clara. I had to go back and listen to the demo we did because the demo, she actually was very, very happy with the demo. So I just went back to the demo and almost deleted everything I did first and just made the demo kind of sound more expensive than it did. So we ended up maybe using three, four rounds, finally happy at last with the fifth or fifth try or something. Been two years, our memories are blurred. Haven't heard your voice, no, not a word. But still they, they talk about the things we were. Talk about us, but I don't know the things that you have heard. Next, Clara is going to tell us all about her song, I'm Not Her, and how it evolved through time. For I'm Not Her and I Forgot, we wrote it last summer in 2017 in Stockholm. So it was me, Cassandra, and Nikki Adamson in the studio. We are a great team, the three of us. We just work really good together. Nick is very, he sits with the production and kind of having the back against us, but he's doing his thing and he knows exactly what suits my voice and what style I want. So we trust him completely with that and we can focus on polishing up the lyrics and the melodies. So yeah, both of those songs immediately just grew into a favorite of mine. I was like, oh my God, I want to release this tomorrow. And sometimes you have to wait like a year. And you write so much more music. So you're like, oh, is it good? Is it really good? Because after a year, you have new favorites. But I think both I'm Not Her and I Forgot, they lasted so long. I still like them. And I think that's a good sign after so so long. If you still like the song, it's a good song. <laughs> With I'm Not Her, it's definitely one of the fun, greatest sessions I've ever had. We had so fun that day. Sometimes when we write, we go into Pinterest. <laughs> you can just write a few words and there's pictures popping up. And it's good for the inspiration sometimes. So we just make a small like collage of pictures and just write around that. We start with words that we want to put in there and we build around it. And But the song kind of wrote itself, really. It was the most easiest session we've had and I loved every moment of it. Uh, and we went out to celebrate when <laughs> we were done because we immediately knew that we're going to release this one. And also, it was before I signed to Atlantic we wrote this one. So I was so scared that they would want to go give it to someone else because who am I? I hadn't released anything. But I was like secretly wanted it for myself. But I was, I think I was a bit too coward to ask them, hey guys, maybe I can release it. Because <laughs> we were all like, sitting and talking about like, who can sing this? And I was like, yeah, fuck, I want it. <laughs> But I mean, after like, I think a few weeks, a month, I like sneaked a question in there. Well, guys, I love the song. <laughs> it's me. It feels weird to give it away. It's it's my life. Cassandra, she was like, yeah, that's my first thought all the time. I didn't know if you wanted it. <laughs> it's better to be open from the beginning and say like, hey, I want this song. Are you guys up for it? I wanted to get her to talk a little bit more about using Pinterest for inspiration since I had never heard that before. Yeah, I know we searched for pictures, we searched love, relationships, fighting, dancing. So we got these pictures of a girl dancing on a man's feet and yeah, you know, the romantic pictures. Like a lot of vibey photos of emotions and it can be a face expression that can give you so many ideas, really. Just by looking at a picture, I think you can get so many thoughts. 
So instead of just looking into the wall in the studio and be like, what should we write about? I think sometimes you just need to see something. You could eat something, take a walk. You just need to do something else because I have a cool word. Maybe we can squeeze this word in here. It's really hard to do something with that. So I think it's really good to see stuff, hear stuff, eat stuff. <laughs> I think it's good for the inspiration. I think that's what we did with I'm Not Her. We started off having a great concept, which make things so much easier. She then told me how they had a paradigm shift in the narrative and how they figured out a better way to tell this story about how she's not her. Because first it was like, she's dancing on your feet with our song on repeat. She's painted every wall of us. She's taking off her clothes in the bed you kept me warm. Her, she's everything I never was. And that sounds kind of sad. So you're like, oh. So first we were like, oh, it's such heartbreaking. But then we're like, we need to be more empowering. We can't be the victim here. We need to be like, it's good that I'm not her. So that's... The mid-eight. Been told that she's the opposite. I kind of like the sound of it. Then there's no one like me and that makes it easier. It wouldn't be easy if she was a copy. So we kind of turned it around in the end. So I think it was important for a song. But I think a lot of people I've seen that comments on YouTube, they all understand it how they want to understand it in a way. Every way is a good way, I think. One of the things I've learned about how dance music gets made compared to a lot of other genres is you'll start a song with one producer and you'll only take one small element and bring that with another producer and make it happen. Gina's going to tell us the story about how that happened with the song Rooftops. There was a record that we weren't going to include on the EP that she did with another big beat artist named Sweater Beats. And the song is called Rooftop. I love the song so much. And she had so many great songs. And we were trying to find a, a more up-tempo record. In that journey, I convinced her to put it on the EP. It's one of my favorite songs on the EP. And we just put out the video for that. And I think it really demonstrates a side of Clara that she has the songwriting ability to not only write over electronic tracks, but also, you know, more rhythmic, urban-leaning tracks as well. Um, and that was just something I really wanted to guide her through because it's such a great direction for her. And again, she can write and sing over anything. It's amazing. And here's Clara telling us her side of the story. It sounded totally different. We had his production on it and we used the chorus, that's the chorus now, for the pre and the pre for the chorus. And we switched that around. We changed the production. We rewrote the lyrics. So that one was more of a struggle, I think, because it needed more work. We still loved it, even if it was such a rough. We had a really rough demo of it. And Gina Tucci, she was like, this song is keeps coming back to me. We should just take another look at it and try to see what we can do. So yeah, we rewrote the lyrics and swiped stuff around and it turned out really good. And last, we're going to hear about how the title track came to be. Sorry for writing all the songs about you. I wanted it to zoom up all the other songs. So we even have the title of one other song, Rooftop, in the lyrics. So it's very conversational. Like you, It's like you're talking to this person. And it's like hoping he's going to listen to the whole EP and figure out that it's about him. But you know that he probably don't care. Yeah, it's, it's a very... It's like you're talking to him. You, I think you feel every word because it's so easy to understand. And I think that's what we were aiming for when we wrote it. Because we didn't want it to be too poetic and too hard to get. So it's very upfront. It's very clear. So you know what it's all about. And I think that was a smart move just because you'll get why. You get the whole concept idea of the EP, zooming up with that song. Me and Cassandra were sitting and talking about the whole EP and the ideas. 
and we kind of realized that we're kind of writing about the same thing over and over again and we can't really get it out of our system. So I know Gina Tucci, my A&R, said, maybe you should try to write about something else than love. But I'm like, no, I need to finish this one before I can move on. And I think me and Cassandra, we were sitting at a coffee place in Stockholm when we got the title. We were like, I think we both got chills because we both felt so touched by it that we need to do this. So we we just wrote it down, sent it away to the label, our idea of the whole thing. We want to use the same actor in the videos. We want the song to be the start of the relationship and then go down to when everything went to hell. <laughs> and then just end it with, I'm sorry for writing all the songs about you, but I had to. And lastly, she's going to tell us what it's like when you finally get to put all these songs together in one big concept. I mean, it's always exciting in the studio, especially after writing a song that you feel like we nailed it. So we usually celebrate with some Prosecco. We like that in Sweden. <laughs> so, I mean, I think all of the songs from the EP was an exciting moment after writing them because there's like a relief kind of because you're expected to deliver songs and you have like a time limit to do it. So when you feel like, oh my God, I'm 100% happy with this, then that's an exciting moment. But no, I, I don't think I can tell you a specific moment because they're all different, but still very exciting. <laughs> Can't help myself, I put it down on paper All the different stages, memories of us That's the only way I know that I can shake it Writing all our pages, every single thought Lastly, I want to turn to her collaborators who know her best and find out what makes her unique. Here's Mugishu first. It was really, actually really good to see girls uh, handle the tools as well because it's so rare that I see girls do that so when I was in session with her and she just comped her own lead vocal it was just amazing to watch so she's like all over musical understands music in a way that makes it really really simple for me to work with her that's why I also love to work with her because the chemistry is just amazing and she makes everything easy for me and here's Cassandra on Clara's storytelling ability she can tell a story through vocals and I work with so many artists and I love to record vocals and sometimes it's hard to like find the right take when you feel like everyone will feel this line and like oh wow she sang that line and I believed every word and somehow I never like found it hard or like as a problem when working with Clara she's like always been good at like delivering whatever I believe every word she sings. Also as a person, I think she's like super humble and easy to work with. And like everybody that meets her is like, oh, she's so cute. She's so kind. And she's so funny. And like in an unexpected way, because she's kind of like shy and like, but then she has this like fun punchlines and like it, fun to be around. But I would say like her voice is like, she can tell a story with her voice. And that's her like biggest asset. And lastly, here's Gina on what she thinks makes her special. Outside of her amazing songwriting ability, it's her voice. To me, a voice is just as important as any instrument or any electronic sound in a track that's unique. The voice has to be unique as well. And the tone of Clara's voice is so unique. It's sweet but strong. When you hear it, you know it's her. You don't mistake it for anybody else. She has a quite a large range. So to hear this special tone in many different registers is 
amazing because it never breaks. It just remains sweet. She's singing higher. If she's singing louder, she's singing softer. It's, it's always her. It's amazing. She never, I guess, breaks out of vocal character. Hide your voice from the balcony. I started looking for the closest way out to get by without meeting you. Heard my name, someone telling you I'm standing right outside the door on your right. Got no time for a good excuse. Thank you for listening. You can find all the episodes of Inside the Album on your favorite podcast app. Claire May's Sorry for Writing All the Songs About You EP is out now. 